This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. The National Hockey League, ladies and gentlemen, is in such, well, it's glorious, but such chaos that we have called a emergency Judd's podcast um, for this Friday after three game sevens. Today's Thursday, Judd. The recording Thursday. day is Thursday, but someone well, could be listening to this on Friday. Yes. You're right. Okay, it's Into Thursday. The I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> for the first time in NHL history, none of the division winners are advancing beyond the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's uh, Zolgad, Lindsey Brown, Declan Goff. All right, we got to talk about this. We've got three game sevens to break down. Yep. We've got. This is nuts. We've never seen something like this. No, and people people have said for years, oh, the hockey playoffs are totally random, and you and now this is completely oh. off the charts. But can I say I have never been – and I, by the way, if you're a non-hockey fan and you don't like it, I don't care. I have never been happier. This is great. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this has been a really exciting – year for the playoffs, not just because you're having, you know, that first time ever where the top two seeds go down in the first round or just the, all the division winners go down in the first round. We've never seen that. But it's the way that these teams are losing. It's not like these games have been or series have been flukes. A lot of these teams that are upsetting those higher seeds are straight up just either playing so much better or you're seeing those coaching adjustments and you're seeing these adjustments that these players are making and riding the momentum that you're seeing these teams that we've seen in playoffs for years like Nashville like Washington who won the cup last year like Vegas was in the cup final last year as well all these teams are being undone by either random events or things that we haven't seen happen before or did not expect and I'm I've loved it so far what about you Dex I have been thoroughly impressed, especially in the West. <laughs> whoa, whoa. No! I thought... Wait, impressed or are you... I, I'm infatuated. I am too. I, I was not... impressed. I was impressed. I, I was looking forward to the playoffs. Don't get you me wrong. You seem more tepid than we... Than we I, I was just Took impressed with morning. the Western Conference. Yeah, my meds. Uh, Declan meds. And... <laughs> And uh, the West, yeah, blew me away. The Calgary-Colorado series was phenomenal. Uh, Nashville-Dallas was kind of blah. I didn't really find that interesting. And the Stars mm. won, and I don't like the Stars, so that was I, I, I didn't care for that. But Winnipeg uh, crapping the bed. I, I thought I thought Binghampton, uh, Binghamton would, would show his true colors. He didn't. He was phenomenal. And uh, in the East, went seven games in, in, with Hurricanes and uh, with the Bruins and, and Maple Leafs. I, I, you, can't, you can't get more than, than that. That was phenomenal. But this, whole th- but this whole thing is so off the charts. Like it's, off the chain, man. It's, it's yeah. just, you watch these games. We had, so we started two nights ago. Boston-Toronto, Game 7. And you know what? It was okay at it best, right. right? So so then we get, um, 
the Sharks and Golden Knights playing in San Jose, and it gets late, and it's 2 nothing after 2, and I'm like, you know what? This is 2 not-so-great game 7s. I'm going to bed. I wake up the next day on Wednesday. You went to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> I wake up the next day you idiot. To, to see Twitter blowing up, though. And, of oh. course, the great, the great thing now is you just go online and can find the goals. You can find the penalty. But that game went completely haywire, and it was it – was, I don't like the fact that Pavelski got hurt, but it was still right. Uh, it was just if you didn't care who won, it was so much fun. Absolutely. And then last night, I'm thinking the cap score first, and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be six six rip. It's not going to be that much fun. Right. Double OT Carolina wins. Right. So two of the three game sevens were what I thought was very re- reflective of this playoffs, which was just outstanding. Yeah, we've seen really Again, good Again, I don't hockey. care who wins, which is really important. No, and that's what's been fun, I think, for this year because it has been so long that we, meaning the Minnesota market, have been able to watch the playoffs without having the Wild involved. And some people are, are taking the stance being like, this was the year to make the playoffs. Everybody's winning. There's no favorites, blah, I, blah, blah. I've heard that too. Um, yeah. I'm on the still on the direct opposite of that opinion. I think if the Wild are in this, things are different and not yeah. as fun. I don't care. They're well, not beating you, Calgary. They're not beating any a, of those teams. There's no was, way. There's I, no way. That's what I was going yeah. to ask you. Do you for do you for no. one second look at Colorado and be like, if Minnesota got in, they would have been Colorado? No, zero chance. Because what Colorado did was take Calgary's game, turn it on itself, and then get in their head. They don't have enough Felinos on that team, on the Minnesota Wild team, for them to actually <laughs> get into the head of Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Tuchuk. There's no way. And so that's I think that's what's been really special about this year for, for me and for all of us as well, is that we've been able to to invest in the playoffs and just kind of see it from afar where we don't have to worry. And usually we're used to that in the second round, so we're going to get back to the familiar ground of seeing the Wild, not in the second round, seeing other uh, teams advance. But it's been awesome. But I kind of want to talk more about the Joe Pavelski injury, that, yeah, that penalty that yes. you, you were sleeping during. I well, cannot I, believe I've it. I've watched it a thousand times in the past two days. Right. And, As has everyone else, but it's by the, the way, in the moment thing that's the that's what I find interesting. Absolutely, but I but I have finally I have finally come up with a solution for okay, here we go for that play. No, th- this is perfect for that play for the Rams Saints play. Oh, huh. we are doing cross sport yes. analysis. That's yes. what we find here on Score North and specifically Joe's hockey. Because game. let's use let's go to this. We're all adults, right? Common yeah. sense, <laughs> common sense replay. There was no reason why those officials. Shouldn't and I'm not blaming them, okay? Mm-hmm. But the two referees clearly didn't see it. Right. The, the linesman saw it up super close, so it was hard to tell because it was bang. It's right you know, off the face. Bang, off. bang, bang. Yep. So well, if you could have had common sense NBA like flagrant foul, that they could have gone and looked right. and seen that Eakins he did cross check Pavelski. That's a right. cross check. Yep. Right, but that's two minutes though. Yep. And, and then, that impact wasn't the one that really right. threw Pavelski down to the ice. Pavelski fell that he was. into Stasny, yep. who then did what everyone would have done, which was sort of be like, get off me. Right. And Pavelski was falling awkwardly. It was just weird. But but wouldn't common sense replay? Like, we're like, okay, now what you should do is look at everything. And, you know, and, and football did the same thing. Now we're going to look potentially at every pass in- interference call if it's challenged. But common sense says... If you allow the officials to be like, you know what, we really didn't see that very well, mm-hmm. especially with that play. Especially if, with the major. Just let them go to the penalty yeah. box and look at it. I think they would have come away with two minutes on Eakin for cross-checking, no ejection, and it was Stasny's fault, but he felt bad. 
And he didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't malicious, which no. is the first Correct. and foremost the biggest thing. Because if there is a situation in which – I don't want to say you, we expect this from people, but given the stakes of what the game and what the series is at, you can understand how some people can take it a little bit too far. I don't think anybody would ever you know, intend to hurt Pavelski in that way. But the big thing is – and Declan, I want to get your opinion on it before I really go into what, what I'm thinking. But it was just straight up they were trying to save face, that, that being the refs. Because it's tough. What are you going to say, Judd? We're going to go review the play as Pavelski's bleeding out on the ice yes. through his helmet. I've never, I've never seen a helmet bleed like that. Those are very rare where you get cuts where they're coming out from where it, – It's like, scary. It, it's scary, and it was not a good scene. What are you going to say? Well, we're going to go to get a replay yes. just to make sure that – Absolutely. I know, but that doesn't look good either because that, that also makes it look like, well, we're putting the game before mm-hmm. the person, but you before have, Pavelski. But unfortunately, in this case, you have to. The game is more. The game at that point in time, it's two separate things. And what you need to do is get Pavelski off the ice as quickly as possible, and, mm-hmm. and take care, take him to the hospital, or get him stitched up. Uh, but they need they needed the ability to the freedom to say we really didn't see that, right? And, and at that point in time, to me, they're all off the hook. That looks good to say, my God, this looks awful, but we didn't see it, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't. And the linesman, I think, saw it. But he was so close to it, he can't tell. Exa- you know, again, it's bang, bang, bang. What do you think, Declan? I I thought the fact that there was blood drawn, it was just it was inevitable that I was going to be probably at least a double minor. I thought I thought you thought high sticking at first. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I thought he just took it's, a stick. He, it's out. a weird, awkward play. You have to see it from different angles to right. really get the whole. He didn't story. get him in the face. though. No, no, he, he didn't. got him in the chest, mm-hmm. and that's a very normal cross check. Yeah, it's still mm-hmm. a cross. It's check. a cross check. It happens every it's play. It's a penalty, no doubt. Yep. I I yes, it's not worth a five minute major. That it that is very clear. I don't think it was worth a five minute major. Uh, but for Vegas's sake, if we're, if we're getting away just a bit from the penalty, I understand you're down a man for five minutes and you're on the road and and that's a lot to overcome. But dude, you got you got to kill off that penalty and yeah. not allow all three of those yeah. goals. I, you allow a goal or maybe even two. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of understandable. But for you to let that lead slip away and that that is all on Vegas. I I think I I don't really have too much sympathy for them, even though they were caught up in a bad call. And and Dex, you just alluded to it. For those of you that may not be super familiar with it, every single rule in the National Hockey League, the five minute major penalty means that even if your team scores, that the player remains in the box and that the the penalty kill in, is served for the entire five minutes. And that's really what it is. Because if it's a if it's a double minor or a regular minor, where it's just two minutes. If it's a double minor and they score, half that penalty gets wiped off, then they just have the remaining two minutes. And if another goal is scored, then it's wiped off completely. And mm-hmm. same rules if it was just a normal penalty. And that's where you see it. It's not necessarily that a penalty was called. It was the severity of the call that was made. It was Correct. a five-minute. Right. And I do put more onus on Vegas in terms of like, that. They get they got screwed. But you know what? It's it's three goals. That's well, a lot of goals to give up in, in that sort le- of a period of time. And they, they right? led that series three to one. Exactly. Yeah. And they also didn't close them out at home in game six. So, yes, no, that's there. But I just think we saw a reason why you have to allow officials at times to say we didn't see it. Right. But it's hard to do it here and now when you're in overtime or it was right before overtime, uh, game seven, yeah, last five minutes, no commercial breaks. Remember that because it, they, they have those mapped out. The, lo- the last few minutes, are, there are no commercial breaks. But that was with 10 minutes left, right? No, it was, it was with about five or six because okay. they the Vegas tied it up with about a minute left. So it, maybe it was 10. Maybe I'm wrong. 10.47 to play. But, but either way, it's there's still plenty of time once that penalty is served uh, and Vegas tied it up later in the game. But you... 
can't slow up the broadcast either. There's there's so much. That's the reason why people a lot of people don't like watching basketball is the stoppages. I understand how there's all these little different paper cut type things to end up where we ended up in that situation. I don't think it's right. But I don't know how you can realistically say, like, at that point, we need to go look at it and it look at all the angles. It's a five-minute thing every time. It would have ta- taken them um, – if they had gone and looked and seen the cross-check, they, they would have assessed a cross-check. That should have been done in three to five minutes. But stops. is it a cross-check? Because those happen all the but time. But I'm saying it, you could give him – because the guy got hurt, if you feel like, yes. oh, my God, we got to call something. Right. But you would never give a five because the five technically then should have gone to Stasny, who did nothing to draw the five. Right. Mm-hmm. You just threw him off of him. But, yeah. you, but you could have had that done. You, you could have gone to the penalty box, called uh, the central people in Toronto for a for their assistance, reviewed that thing, and in five minutes been done with it yep. and gotten it. Assuming right. they get the right call, because that's also that's also a thing too. Remember how long it took for that? What was it a couple of years ago in the Wild? We were playing the Blackhawks, and there was a goal scored, and it was offsides, and it took I swear to God like thirty minutes. Right, but offsides, offsides, offsides that, right? That's a whole other discussion. But, but that's, that's a regular thing. season game. But this is playoffs a, implications, but big that, time. But thing. that's but that's exactly why this needs to be done right. I think that's exactly yeah. why you get this call right and. If you had allowed the if you if the officials had had the ability to be like, sorry guys, we just didn't see it because yep. you can't blame them. No, that's a weird no. Pavelski. I still don't. The one thing I don't get it is not his fault, but I don't get how he fell. Like he just started to stumble and yeah. then he starts going he sideways. Just, he just went down hard. But it was almost yep. you know it was very 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 odd. And he was out. And too. But it, it was it not just, a good scene. No, it it was terrible. But it really reminds me of the Ram Saints game in the sense that. You put the officials, they just screwed up and yep. they didn't, there was no way to rectify it. And if you'd just given them, because you could have very easily said two minutes, they get a power head, they might have scored one goal. But, and, and Vegas is culpable for the fact that they completely Correct. collapsed and poor yep. Flurry started to come apart a uh. little bit. You know what? No, he can, he can come apart because a five minute penalty, that is so long that is so but again, tiring. A reason for him. why he shouldn't have had to, no, have I that agree. Against him. I agree. So I was, I just, if I was Vegas, I'd be sick. Because I'd be mad, but I wouldn't be that Mar- mad considering yeah. where they were last year. Marshall's pretty pissed. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. upset. Well, yeah, he dropped f bombs. So, um, so did, does he get fined for that? I I think he probably Since will. He did did about, he direct it at the refs? Since he dropped like four, he, I would imagine. I don't so. think so. Then uh, I think you could swear. I I like that the Sharks. I know it was a five minute major, so they were continuing power play. But I like it took them four minutes to score four power play goals. And it took the Wild the last eight games to score four power play goals. So just really, gonna, with the just low gonna, blow, just going to put that into context. Really, with the low really blow, the wild. Oh yes. my goodness, yes, of how putrid our power play is, Mister Dean Evanson, the man in waiting, coaching right. the power play. Yeah, great. Wow, Declan, I didn't see this coming. Well, let's do this. Let's move on from that game seven. San Jose okay. obviously uh, advances, and they're going to be facing off against, I believe, Colorado, which yeah. uh, is tomorrow night is game one for that series. So let's say it with the other Western Conference series, the Dallas-St. Louis series that everybody Ugh. definitely picked would, would happen. Barf. You don't I, like this one? No. What? Really? Why not? I, you just don't like Dallas. I don't like Dallas. I think... Blue, blues were impressive in the Winnipeg series, but they don't excite me. Like they don't, oh, they, don't like the they, they don't excite me. Who excited you? In what Na- series? Nashville? No, but say so. Okay, th- this could have been this mm-hmm. could have been Predators Jets. Yeah. Oh, see the Jets to me. The Jets, the Jets and Predators. Yeah. The Jets and Preds to me. Yeah, huge disappointments. I yeah. I don't want to. They both of those teams deserved exactly what they got. Yep. And the Predators. You know, the Predators are a, an example for everyone who who says, "Oh, trade at the deadline, right?" Get all. Wayne Simmons, Boyle I like, and he's a veteran guy. Well, uh, Granny disappeared. Now, 
Did, did Granny get scratched for the whole series? No, he or had a just goal. The, he I, had saw, a goal. I saw it. Bad goal, but too. Who cares? Wrist shot Still at Bishop. Counts. Bad goal. Well, you know what? Yep. You also have Tampa Bay who didn't move anyone, and they ended up in the same exact place sure. at the same exact but time. But Nashville, to me, I don't want to see. I, I like the Dallas Blues series because it's new. Nashville and the Jets. Both of you did not deserve to be no. anywhere near the second round. I, I, I agree. Like with that. It, there was no fluke that. about their losses. Right. This is true. The the only thing that really this this series isn't the most exciting for me in the second round, but the thing that I that I'm definitely going to watch is the goalie matchup in that game because Ben Bishop has been playing unbelievable these last couple months and obviously through last series, and the and then the Bennington character, like you said, Declan. Anytime I see goalies where they they don't have a ton of experience, especially Bennington, who was called up halfway through the year, basically when they put a team on the back uh, the way that he has done, and some of the other goalies on the on the Eastern Conference side. I love that because you're just watching these guys like literally you're you're watching their magical moments in their life because it's they might turn out to be great but this is the first re- first time that they either realize that they can be mm-hmm. or it's validating towards them and that you're seeing that switch over. Jordan Bennington started the season as the backup goaltender in San Jose or, yeah. or I'm sorry San Antonio yeah. of the American Hockey League. This <laughs> is a this is a great story. Well, it's really a great cool story. story. Very cool story. But you know what? MVP of the Western Conference playoffs so far? Nathan McKinnon? No. Oh. Jim Lights. Wow. Chief executive of the Dallas Stars. Stars. Who lit up Tyler Sagan we, and Jamie Benn. And damn we did it, a I whole think, podcast about it. Check out our feed if you haven't but already. But I think it worked. No, it yeah. did. Like Jamie Benn in the first round. I, Jamie Benn was back to being Jamie Benn. You know, right. And that says a lot about Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn and John Klingberg and stuff. Because, especially with where they are in yeah. their careers and how old they are. We always say the millennials don't like taking criticism. They got called out in public and no. basically told, taken, to, taken to the cleaners. And they've not only responded well, but they're outperforming any sort of expectation anybody had for them this year. The Heiskanen kid. Who? The, the defenseman. Oh, yeah. For Dallas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy that the Senators tried to get for Eric Carlson last year, and Dallas said, uh-uh, this guy's going to be a superstar. This guy is a special player. Like, you watch, him, you watch him move the puck. Oh, if you – the Wild would give a lot to have a kid. Oh, and, yeah. and I like Dumba. And he, Dumba's good, but uh, this high school kid is very, very special. He's more dynamic special. than Dumba. Ooh. He's a much more complete player than – Dumba offensively is very he's 19, talented. Right? Yeah, I believe so. He's young. And that's the thing too is that you're seeing some of these teams that are making it towards that se- to that second round that you could say maybe in a couple seasons you could see them there but some people are just stepping into their party just a little bit early. I, I, I would have loved yep. to, I would have loved to see Stars and Colorado which I guess we can get in the Western Conference oh, you'll get Finals. It. Yeah. Yes. We, yeah. can, we could still get it, but I would have loved to see that. Those are the two top-heavy teams going up against each in other. In fact, let's do that. Let's make picks here. Let's okay. make picks in the Western Conference. Western Conference. Um, now, and do, do we have a, a tally of how we all did in the first well, round? Well, I filled out. I gave you guys sheets, so oh, I did your it? original picks, okay, and then if you, you were wrong, I, cr- I crossed them out and put the correct okay. amount, uh, the correct advancing team. I was two, I went 2-2 two and two in the first round then because I got the Colorado, I guess, upset of Calgary right, and I Good got the St. Louis, I guess, upset of the Jets right. Uh, but I swung and missed on Nashville. I picked them, and obviously Dallas won. And then I also picked the Golden Knights and San Jose won. So okay. I went zero for four in the West. <laughs> no wonder you. No wonder you hate yep. watching the West. Stop there. Stop. Stop with the West, and, and then oh, okay, gotcha. we'll circle so back. For, I went just went zero for four in the West. That okay. Okay. And then I went one for four, so not not that much better. Who'd you than get right? Brooklyn. I had uh, the St. Louis series right. Okay. All right. So your picks between or uh, Judd, Colorado and San Jose with uh, I believe San Jose with the home ice advantage first game is tomorrow night. Who do you have in that series and why? I'm going with Colorado because I believe that with the way the 
Grubauer is playing. I trust him more than Martin Jones. Correct. Uh, actually, if you watched the Golden Knights uh, Sharks games, the Golden Knights were quicker. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Way quicker. Oh, yeah. The Sharks aren't that quick. No. no. Colorado has nothing but speed. Um, if they choose to use it. If they choose to use it. McKinnon is, is going to be the best player, I think, consistently on the ice in this series yep. because he's just so fantastic. Once again, if he chooses to be. I would have a harder time, I'm sorry, picking this series if it was Colorado and Vegas. Yes. But because it's Colorado and the Sharks, I'm going Colorado. Okay. I uh, I thought the Sharks were cooked. I thought uh, they are in a transitional period. And as Judd said, they're not really fast, but they impressed me against Vegas. They weathered that storm against those quick guys. And, uh, and this is a tough one because, like Judd said, I think Colorado's speed on paper should be able to trump San Jose. Uh, but I think what the Sharks did in that series, able to battle back, I like the Sharks in six. Interesting. Okay. I, I have, I'm, I, I, when this playoff started, I thought the Sharks would be done in the first round, and now I, I think they're actually on their way to the Western Conference Finals. So I say Sharks in six. And um, I, I will go Colorado in seven then. Okay. Um, I'm going to take Colorado, uh, and I'm going to go in six, and here's why. Mm-hmm. I, I think Colorado had played five games, right? San Jose played seven. San Jose has been in these playoffs, has had the core of their team for quite a long time. They still have the Joe Thornton on their team, who's about 800 years old. Marlou, Pavelski, Couture. They have a ton of big names with a lot of miles on those legs, and they just played an overtime game in Vegas in a very emotional series, and Martin Jones somehow pulled it all together and was able to eat through that series. Um, but I just what from what I saw Colorado last round and their ability to turn it on and what happens when their confidence starts going. Yes. I honestly, if there if it's a Western Conference matchup between St. Louis and Colorado, I could not be more happy with the Western side of the playoffs for this year. Um, so I'm going to take Colorado in six. Okay. Dallas, St. Louis, LB. We'll start with you this time. Um, I picked Nashville to win, and that that obviously did not go well. So this is. I'm going to pick St. Louis because that's what I that's what I made my original pick. But this is my kind of like wishy-washy series because of the goalies, because of the way uh, the, each of these teams play and how streaky they tend to be. Mm-hmm. So I think this entire series is that you could predict it, but it's just going to come down to straight up momentum swings and who's able to capitalize. And uh, so I'm just going to say St. Louis for now. All right, I'll go. Uh, this Dallas Nashville one is pretty interesting. Um, you know, I, I'd pick San Jose. I think Colorado-Dallas would be a really fun Western Conference. I just mm-hmm. don't think it's going to happen. Um, and I like I, – I, I despise Dallas. I really like Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, though. I will say that. Uh, gaga. I'm going to go <laughs> – Cut that up. Cut that up. Cut that up. Work through the hate, man. Work through the hate and make a pick. All right. I'll go Dallas in six. Oh, my God. Dallas. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm upset about it. Uh, because, be because these playoffs have been so – Fun and yet, yet unpredictable. I'm going to go St. Louis, and I'm going to go seven again. Okay, and it's partially based on, on the fact that whatever the Blues, I, I think the Blues in Dallas is very intriguing. And I, when I see their styles of play, I think you get a lot of similarities there. Mm-hmm. So okay, it comes down to Bennington against Bishop. Bennington's been fantastic. I like Bishop a lot. But there's just something about the way the Blues are playing, and there's something about how tough that team seems to be, both uh, both physically on the ice and mentally. Yeah. And 
Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, I love ROR. Against love that ROR. first line might be so much fun. But my God, I watched the guy, and as we talked about, I think on our last podcast or two podcasts ago, he takes every face off. He is he's just the type of guy that you you look at and say, in in a playoffs, I want that guy. Yes. So there's just there's the blues. I'm gonna pick the blues based on what I perceive to be intangibles. Just by person, if that make, personnel on If that roster. makes sense. Yeah, no, because I, I think I they're the same style of play, right? Yeah. The blues and stars are to me, it seem to be very close. I mean, they're both, they both can be physical. Yep. I don't think they're nearly as quick as Colorado. No. I, I think Colorado, I don't know how far they can go, think, but they really. Just what pick they're getting. It's unfair. It's like it's fourth, fair, right? It's now. unfair. Yeah. At, at least it's not the first pick. Yes. That well, and they have, and this is one quick thing. <laughs> if I could get, say, a prayer right now, it's not that the Wild gets good and makes the playoffs in the next few years. As a fan of the sport, it's the Oilers. Get me McDavid McKinnon stat. Same. I'm 100. I'm 100 on your yes. And say, Judd, here's 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 your deal. Three years, Minnesota out, but I'll get you the Oilers in next year. Yeah, I'm taking that deal. Yeah, taking it. Can you imagine that? No, McKinnon. No, if he like, if he played at the level that he's capable of playing oh. consistently, he would be up there with McDavid and Matthews, and it's not a question. It's not a question. I mean, it, people might say that's that's a ridiculous statement, but no. I honestly no. believe he's that type of dominant talent. No. It's just that he doesn't do it consistently yet. I don't think you're wrong, but when you watch when you watch McKinnon play and skate, yeah. with that quickness, yeah. He, stri- he doesn't look quick though, but he is. Oh my god, he's yes. so big. He's so, yeah. yeah, but he he strikes me, and this might be crazy. He strikes me simply as a bigger McDavid. Yes, that's a I, I, little bit with the height. You're going to take off a little bit of the speed and a little bit of the ability, but it's still far it's and away nuts. better than a lot a lot of people. So if league. you give me if you give me a choice and say, well, the Wilds can be back happen, in next but, year, yeah. but the Oilers can make the playoffs. If the Wilds not, I'm going to I'm going to take the Oilers. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, get him on the Oilers oh, team. I was no, going to say, like, in no, what world? But no, I no, love it. No, I'm saying yeah. I want them in the yes. playoffs against. Yes. I, I want a series featuring the for Oilers sure. against the Abs. And if yep. that means the Wild is screwed for four years, I don't care. For sure. Okay. All right. Eastern so, Conference. Well, let's do before. <laughs> let's do. Let's recap before. So sure. I have St. Louis in seven between St. Louis and Dallas. Uh, Declan, you have Dallas in six. Judd, you have St. Louis in seven. Uh, the Colorado San Jose series. I have Colorado in six. Declan has San Jose in six, and Judd has Colorado in seven. Now All we right. go to the Eastern Conference. Okay. All right. So up first, obviously the matchup that everybody expected: Boston Columbus. Mm-hmm. Boston just uh, well, it was it was pretty quick work for the Boston team to take care of those Toronto Ma- Maple Leafs, and yeah. Toronto is not burning at all. Definitely not on Twitter. Have you guys have you guys kept up at all in, in any of the fallout since that game seven? Oh, it's not good. It's not great. It's it's, not good at it's all. doom and gloom. It's it's quick. Babcock actually has pressure now, which is insane to think about. I know, insane. Uh, with Columbus, they made quick work. Uh, they tr- uh, torts trots torts. I always get it mixed up. He shut down Tampa Bay. It was very impressive. And I Boston super playoff tested. They always seem to just surprise you, even if they're not the sexiest team of of, of play. I, I think Boston is too good uh, to, to to not win this series, so I will go Boston in five. Boston in five Boston for Declan. Five. Book it. Boston in five. Okay. Boston, Boston five. in five for Declan. What about you, Judd? Um, Boston in, in the write that down predictions on Mackie and Judd with Rami is my Stanley Cup pick. Okay. Oh, so God. I'm going with you Boston. Yeah. Throw up in my mouth. Sorry, I'm going with Boston, and I think it only took four games. 
but in some ways, I think Columbus is going to be a little bit spent just from the fact that they eliminated a team that won 62 the cha- they games. They had their championship in the first they, round. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's going to be very difficult to ride. And I, I might be wrong here, but I think it's going to be very difficult to ride this thing all the way through. I like what Declan's uh, thinking. I'll go to Boston in six. Boston in six. Lindsay. Uh, I love uh, that dirty water. Excuse mm-hmm. me? The bo- when, <laughs> when Boston wins. Boston, you We're full bum, of like interesting bum, sound bites today. Bum, All right. Go ahead. All right. You're up, Lindsay. You were in Boston for like a weekend and now you're a local. It's crazy. Well, the, the Red Sox play too. And then if the Bruins win, they play the song. Great. So I love it. I definitely want to hear Sweet Caroline. Town. I love Boston. It's a great Boston. Town. I love the city. The people are. And you know what those people need? Those people need a championship. Because oh, yeah, yeah. they, 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 they don't have enough. Are you know, famished. We swim in titles here. Yes, in absolutely. Um, it's been a long I really, 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 really want to pl- pick Columbus because I think Bobrovsky is the X factor in this series. As most, it, it, it all these series come down to goaltending, but he played so well against uh, against Tampa Bay, and obviously can stand up to some very potent offenses. But I agree with both of you. I just think. Uh, if you go on line depth and everything else, and Tuca has been playing well, I just I don't see how uh, Columbus could beat them in a seven game series if it goes seven games. So I'm gonna pick Boston in. If I pick six, that means to be winning in Columbus. Well, you know what? Let's go Boston in seven just to give myself some leeway. Okay. I hate it. It's the worst. I bet on it in Vegas. Didn't work. Didn't the work. Worst. You bet on. I bet on Boston. Boston. And one of the games uh, in Toronto and uh, Colorado is the one that oh, actually gotcha, won okay. me some money. All right. The last matchup we have here, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, who won uh, against the Washington Capitals in double overtime last night. If you guys want to talk about that after we make, finish up these picks, we totally can. Um, versus the New York Islanders, who uh, made quick work of the Pittsburgh Penguins, who haven't done anything in the last few years and don't have any big names on their roster either. Phil Kessel might get traded. I mean, well, that's that was kind of expected though this year, wasn't it? And don't it was tell, rumored last summer. And for don't tell me that coaching does not matter because Barry Trotz's presence with the Islanders has made a big difference. It makes a difference in terms of cultural changes, not an in actual in-game X's and O's. It's about culture. It's his about system, pre- but his system yes. makes a difference. Yes, his defensive. I mean, I, I believe the Islanders went from giving up the most goals in the league last year to winning the Jennings Trophy for the best team goals right. against this right. year. So I'm going to go, actually, in this one, double overtime for Carolina. Again, a bunch of jerks. It's been a great season. It's a great story. They do, they take out the defending champions. I'm going Islanders in five in this one. Wow. I, the Islanders got something special here. Okay. Five, no, I like them. I like okay. it. Islanders in five. Declan. I love this series. I really like, like Judd said, I'm a big fan of what like St. Louis-Dallas then. St. Louis-Dallas is just fine. No, no, Carolina's a lot better. See, your personal, your personal yeah, hate you, of Dallas is yes. clouding your but view. But he picked them it's to advance. my hatred, yes. That's it, the I other did. thing is, I too. I he did. picked them to advance. I'm like, I'm like the dark side of the force. I, so at least, at I got least some he air in my ways. He under, he, he's willing to admit. Yes, I got some air in my ways, but yep. it's for the greater Same good of the galaxy. Same reason why I picked Boston. I hate him. but born with an R-Stars move. Okay. I was I was eight months when they moved away. Yeah, um, Declan was in I was utero. I was twenty three. Ripped my heart out. Yep, bunch of twenty three. What were you? Twenty three. What Judd. kind of hairstyle did you have at twenty three? Was the mullet still rocking then? Uh maybe. Yes. God, I, I, I want to see Judd with the perm. I need, I need the perm. All right. Perm was eighth grade. I have Same. I have Carolina going again in seven. I have I love this. You're series. buying in. Wow. Uh, if it if it's Isles in seven, also great. I will not be upset. Um, I think this is going to be a fun fun series. Uh, Carolina's got great speed and great young talent. New York has 
still some really good players even after Tavares le- or uh, after Tavares is left. And I, I think it's going to be a, tic- a, a toe-to-toe, tic-tac-toe series. I, I like seven games in Carolina. I think this series is definitely the most likable series if you're going for just general fans who either A, like the team, or don't hate the opponent of the team that they like. And that's where I kind of am. I I think I would like to buy into the Carolina, and I think that they've done they've done really well. And obviously, uh, have the last couple months have been a huge thing for them. But I just... I think the I, I might think the Islanders are for real. I just might think that they are for real because of how quickly they dispatch them, how well Anders Lee's playing, how well uh, Leonard's playing. They don't look fluky. You're right. They just and now that Carolina has kind of gotten over that hump, and a lot of these teams that have pulled off upsets, there's definitely an element that needs to be um, you know realized of saying they might all of their happy feelings, all of their effort goes through that first round. And then after that, you kind of have a natural letdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm going to pick the Islanders in seven. I'm going to okay. pick the Islanders in so seven. So you're going, you're going seven with both Eastern Conference Series wins. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, okay. I think so. Because you went seven with Boston yes. Columbus as well. Yes. Wow. I have sevens across the board besides the Colorado Series. The league will be very series. happy. Very happy. Yes. And, 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 I, I, all hockey fans and there's nothing like game sevens, and, and there's nothing like specifically like game sevens in, in the Stanley Cup. I playoffs. don't disagree with you. Correct. We just saw that. Uh, so Carolina and Washington. Yep. Here's the only reason why it's a great story, and and the Whalers advancing is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the only thing about it was I was really looking forward to Capitals Ovechkin against Trotz. That would have been cool. That would have been fun. That would have been fun to see, to have seen what Trotz would have done to disrupt Ovechkin. Right. He certainly would have done something. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so the, the Carolina story is a great story, but I was hoping for to see the Capitals play the Islanders to see Barry Trotz against his old team and his assistant coach, who is what Todd Reardon is the head coach now of the Capitals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would I would have loved it. That would have been that would have been fun too. I, I'm happy though. The bunch of jerks moved on. Good for them. What do you think happened to the Capitals? I think it's a lot uh, rides on the TJ Oshie injury a couple games back in yes. terms of a lot of their offense dried up in the late in the latter half of the series. Do you I think also, that that's what really caused them to to collapse? I think it hurt them, but I I just also think a run. I mean, a run to the cup. Yeah. takes it's true. Yeah, it we said it on Monday. Dra- it drains mm-hmm. you. Yeah, it does. And what. We haven't had back to back. I think the Penguins went back to back of right. what six years ago. Or no, something? that's like three. It's it's like yeah. three years oh, ago they're back to back. But yeah, okay. but you just don't have that many back to back now. And I just think that run to a Stanley Cup is just so draining. And, and then I do think the loss of Trotz probably affected them yes. right. somewhat. But yes, Oshie going out and that type of player being lost both because he's he can lead them, both because he can score, all those things. Right. So I'm not I'm not completely shocked. I'm surprised. But the only series in the first round that absolutely floored me was the fact that Tampa lost in four. Right. right. Like, yeah. that's the only one where I'm like, now, if you'd come to me and said Columbus in seven, I'd be like, I don't think so. But but it's the playoffs, so things talk get weird. Me, yeah. But four games, to go out in four games yeah. floored me. That's the one. Correct. For sure. I, I completely agree. I think, like you said, Washington, you just get tired because if you think about it, the official season starts, what, in October? Yeah. So they're in training camp in September. And if you're making a, a Stanley Cup run, you're playing into June late June. Yeah. And so, and that includes the partying. 
uh, the getting home and then coming home for a little bit training and then having to come back. Right. So these are quick things. And oh, so you're back I, on the ice. Yes. Right. Training and so camp. that's where you see that's and maybe maybe that's going to become more prevalent as these go on where you have more teams just you know, a lot of the, the superstars in this league are aging out. Sidney Crosby isn't a kid anymore. Alexander Ovechkin has well, gray hair all over the place. Which is why, which is why McKinnon needs to be yep. consistent and as possible. Yep. And I'm not saying every December game has to be great, but the McKinnon we're seeing now is the player I want to see in every game that matters. Right. And if we do, that's fantastic. It's why I want McDavid in. Yeah. McDavid not making the playoffs every year, every year that that happens it's a is, waste. is really bad for hockey. It's a waste. Correct. And, and like there's nobody on the wild where you're like, oh, that's true. Oh, you know, if, if Zach Parise made the playoffs, the world could see Zach. The, the world don't care. Right. <laughs> the world has seen it. Right? But McDavid, but yeah. every year McDavid doesn't make these playoffs. I don't care that he's still a young uh, man. It's hurting the league because he's one of the most recognizable you, names. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we'd be talking, they'd be showing his highlights. We'd be talking yep. about yep. him. McDavid's and Matthews. Who's better than the first right. round? Because you're right, Linz. The superstars who continue to get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, the established guys are aging. Yep. And, and and we're in this weird little, you know, transitional period as a league because you have stars like McDavid, like Austin Matthews, who are still in the early parts of their 20s. So the big time, like, playoff series where, where they're going to be in there every year are still to come. But it's nice as a league, especially with – how scoring has been and has been up, and there are more eyes on this league that McDavid is in, that all these young superstars are in there. And that leads me to my, my next question for the other other Game 7 that we had, the Boston-Toronto series, the only Game 7 that didn't go uh, into overtime. And that wasn't that great a game. And it wasn't that like, great Toronto a game. Toronto actually played really well for a while and outplayed them, but the game right. itself wasn't great. But a lot of the controversies surrounding that loss for Toronto, other than them just losing in the first round so they want to burn the place to the ground, is that... Austin Matthews and a bunch of those young guys played like less than 20 minutes in that game. Yeah, he played 1935 or something. Right. What are your thoughts on the reasoning and then the how people are perceiving it afterwards and perceiving Babcock's decision? Uh, you said earlier that he's under the pressure. Yeah, but. well, and and just in that market he's going to be. I was surprised when, when I saw how much Austin Matthews played in that game. It did surprise me. Here's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if the, the relationship and decision-making that – goes between Babcock, who's been around now for a long, long time. And Kyle Dubas. And Kyle du- Dubas, yeah. their GM, who's young. a young guy, is sort of the same problems potentially that uh, Theo Epstein and Madden oh. are having with the Cubs, yeah. in, which is – More both, sports cross both are, analysis. Well, both aren't – Genius. Both are probably own. good at yeah, their very, jobs. Very good at what they so do. Like, They're I'm both not, elite talents in what they are. I can't imagine the GM of the Leafs, who's a young guy and uh, certainly employs an – Lytics and things like that. I can't imagine that he is that happy about a guy playing less than 20 minutes in that game. Right. When they have Patrick Marlowe and older guys out there instead yeah. of them at yeah. the end so of the game. Yeah. So now the other question I've got is Toronto's got more guys that they're going to have to pay here pretty quickly. Yeah. So who's going to have to go? Yeah, That's the thing. Somebody move. has to. And Nylander, by the way, after they signed him, didn't really do anything. Nope. Well, I mean, would you expect them? I mean, this you can't expect a ton. You should because he's the one that held himself out of the se- the season, basically. But sure. he was out of the three quarters of the season because right, right. he's holding him for it. So I'm not surprised. What would it? W- is it the ideal situation? No. Do I think he's on the block? Absolutely. But and is Toronto? So so there are some. People that say, "Well, Toronto's still up and coming in in a couple, in, in a year or two. They're going they to are. be a cup team." I agree. But then I say that's true. But you are going to have to pay people or mm-hmm. get rid of people. So, 
I guess what I'm curious about is where are they really a, as a franchise? I think they're good now and stabilized, but is this window still opening for them? Is it open 75% and going to go? I, I just, I don't have a feel for where this is going to go with them necessarily now. I almost feel like they're the Capitals from 10 years ago when they had so much talent on that roster and every year they would go out in the first round or, or, kind of like or the, more or, like the Sharks. Right. Or Sharks too. That's a good, that's well, that, a, that's a that good comparison really as well. That'd yeah. be really sad though. That would be sad. But the thing is too, is that they had those five or six years where you're like, what are they doing? Like, what's wrong? What's wrong with them? And they might have a push a few right. years later down the road where you're like, Finally, they're breaking through. But this is the nice thing about them having the talent at the ages that they do is that five, six years down the road, Austin Matthews is still mid-20s. So does Babcock have two more years to get this right before? I don't see how you can fire Babcock. Really well, not right know. now. You sure can't. No. I know. Or I don't think you can. But, who, but say sure you're Toronto and yeah. say the next couple of years don't go as you had planned. Who are you going to get that's better than Mike Babcock? Yeah. Who, who else is out there? Coach Q is pretty much the only name that could match up to his no, it prestige. Would pro- it would probably be... If they did it, it would probably be a younger guy who we don't even know his name right Fair. now. Yeah, you're probably right. Who would work with Dubas better than Babcock might? Because that, that's the thing. That's but two where, years from now, then you're dealing with a Mike Yo situ- situation yes. where you're like, you want to put an inexperienced coach and give him keys to a, to a really nice car Here's and see where it goes? Here's my question. Is Jim Montgomery's success going from DU <sighs> to the Stars? Is this going to because you? But Declan, you know, yeah. teams love to copy this. Yes, our Can teams you explain, not going to look. At, explain what that is first, just in case people don't know what that is. Sure, uh, Montgomery was coach at Denver yeah. okay. for how long? Declan, uh, you think? not long, six, six, seven years. And he won, won a championship there. or two. He won, a, he won one. I uh, back when the pioneers were one two. He went yes. back to yeah. back, I believe. So like then, Jason Zucker years. At, uh, at Denver? I don't think he was there yet. He I, came okay. like right after. So okay. then the stars. The stars after last year mm-hmm. uh, poached him from Denver, mm-hmm. and and we saw Philadelphia do that with Hackstall. Yep. Yeah, with North Dakota, and, and it was a little bit mixed there. Yeah, it was a well, Philly. Clearly, yeah. but clearly now in Dallas, it looks lo- like it's working, and all pro sports are copycat leagues. Yeah, and so I guess getting young talent, young eyes, and the in Rangers there. did the same thing with is it David Quinn, who was coaching out in Boston. Yes, yeah, the he former was. North Star draft pick. Yep, and B- the Rangers hired BC, him. Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah. So. So mm-hmm. you're now getting teams turning towards younger college American college coaches like football, like football, and so is this Cross going analysis. to become the thing now where a guy like Scott Sandlin, who's had great success with the Bulldogs, yeah. might show up on the radar of a I team mean, like a Toronto? Even Enrico Blase, who just got fired from Miami, is a young, a young guy that could also you I think just land hire him somewhere. off of name alone. Yeah, Enrico right. Blase. I'm not, I'm not into Unreal. the males, but he is a good looking guy. So I wouldn't even be surprised if he got a job out of that. But, I but th- that up. wouldn't be surprising at all if, if he was someone else that someone wanted to poach because he's a young guy and, and he was very, oh my God, he could connect with young people. Their whole thing is called the Brotherhood at Miami. And it's, right. it's a lame attempt, just like of like of Sky Uma here. Oh my goodness, he is a fox on it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's someone <laughs> that could get a job too. I just, I, it's going to. I, I think slowly but surely, hockey for as many old school hockey people exist still. I think it's it's morphing a little bit more towards the baseball thing, right? But this is Toronto. This Where is Dallas. Oh, I know. No, and and I don't think Babcock deserves to be fired right now. Right. My question was, and it was a question, how long does he have b- before the pressure goes from the fan base, which is constant basically, right. to the front office decides? Because if Matthews keeps going out in the first or second round and all those guys they're paying, those kids, and they age a little bit, there's going to be some type of pushback of it should be our time. 
Sure, I agree. It's just I just don't. I'm not s- concluding. A no, thing I, I I know you're not, and this is all speculation. But it's just hard for me to really picture. Toronto or pretty much any Canadian market outside of a Van- Vancouver maybe where they're they're going to be like well we're almost there and we're going to take a chance on the kid or on some random guy that ha- that is unproven like this is hockey where sure. it's like you need legacy names and you want and you want experience and so I just have a hard time seeing Toronto being a team a couple down the ro- couple years down the road being like well let's pick this new kid out of obscurity and 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 pair him with a GM who has a couple of years of experience but still has yet to really fully shave his face so like you have to there needs to be a balance but we've seen this happen before with superstars and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't I have a final thought before we sign off yeah the only bad thing about all these wild card teams winning all their matchups is I know for a fact Anthony LaPanta and the FSN crew are going to be citing that throughout the entire season, and it's going to be the most stale, flipping, repetitive thing over and over again. If they get into the playoffs, it's all it's all in there. Nothing yeah. can happen. I, I can't. I, I know that's just going to be well, the entire rhetoric. I'm getting, those, I'm getting those notes right now, not yeah. from LaPanta, but yeah. But no, it's, it's, no, it's, it's going to be, be cited all next season. It's going to be regurgitated by everyone. Well, yes, by everyone. It, it'll it's be a, a special year. Ball. It's a special uh. year. And sure, maybe if the Wild did get in, maybe they somehow... <laughs> I don't know, go Jekyll and Hyde on the bit and completely change their personality and everything about themselves that they're able to take down Calgary. But they didn't make it. I hope they don't next year because if this shows anything, all of the teams that they've been trying to keep up in the past have all lost out and all the teams that they've been basically hanging out with, saying, oh, they're they're in that group of the next next few, uh, those teams are making steps and where are they? Sorry. Yeah. Get better. That's all. That's That's it. That's all I got. Bye. Bye. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now.